Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we're back. It's been a couple of weeks for the podcast. Uh, I took a vacation last week, a much-needed vacation, uh, to the Outer Banks with the family, which was a lot of fun. I recommend it to anyone you know who can get out there. Uh, We rented a nice big house on the sound side and just kind of had like a bunch of family come out. It was a lot of fun. Was that Logan's first time to the beach? That was Logan and Chase's first time to the beach. Ooh. Yeah. Because every time we've tried to go to the beach over the last few years, like either there's been a hurricane or like last year there was COVID and we didn't want to take him when he was too young. You know, Logan's still very young, but you know, we wanted Chase to go, so. We plan on taking Evie in September, and she's going to be like a year and a half. We're very excited. I want to go back again this year. I want to take Chase to uh, like Medieval Times or, you know, the pirate thing or whatever. You know, one of those things. I think it'd be a lot of fun. He'd get a kick out of that. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, honestly, I did not bring – I didn't look at any NFL news. Luckily, I think it was probably the best time not to look at any NFL news last week because I don't think anything happened (laughs) – while I was gone, <laughs> no, of, not really. Of substance, at least. Um, we're, we're hitting that dry period until yeah. training camp really kicks off. Right. I mean, I guess there's been some mini camps and stuff, um, but nothing of real substantial news has come out. Um, so today we are going to talk about. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion of where the Panthers stack up in the NFC South, and we're going to look at defenses. We we did the offense. Defense. Yep. <laughs> Defense. Did the offense last week. And the Panthers stack up well in some aspects of offense. And yeah. you know, uh, a little bit of unknown in other parts of offense. So we're going to see how the defense looks. Um, but we'll kick it off with a little bit of news, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, this actually just kind of came across my board. Actually, about 20 minutes before we started recording, the NFL is allowing teams or the NFL is allowing teams to wear an alternate color helmet for the first time in a decade. Yeah, now, is it, can they wear an alternate color helmet, or is it just throwback helmets? I guess no, no, that's... it's an alternate. They okay. can wear an alternate helmet. So I don't think the Panthers have a throwback helmet, I think. I was going mean, to say. I mean, other than the, the logo. Yes. So, I, I think what that will do is, I wonder if the Panthers will go with, like, a white or a black. I th- you know, like everybody a matte black the would black. be nice. Everybody wants the black. All the all black uniforms with a um, like a matte black helmet. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be some the slick little blue panther. Look. Look. God, that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, that would be so hyped for that. Everybody wants. Every Panthers fan wants the black helmet. I mean, the matte black too. Yeah, not the shiny black. Right, the matte black. Yep, uh, I would be thrilled with that. So it'll be interesting. I know you know a lot of teams do have some throwback helmets like i saw the falcons helmet out there Mm -hmm. and i think the you know the rams have an old helmet and you know several teams have old old looking helmets uh, the tampa bay buccaneers have that weird looking (laughs) the jaguars have had like eight helmets i think in their (laughs) their short time as a franchise so (laughs) they had that hideous like multicolored yeah i don't know if they want to bring that one (laughs) i mean i I give them credit for trying something new but it just did not work you know, that, that sort of makes me wonder, like, the Panthers really haven't done a uniform refresh or anything like that, like a major one. You know, well, there's been tweaks here and there. That's because of Richardson. Yeah. Richardson really did not want to, 
he wanted stick he wanted the, mm-hmm. this franchise to be very similar to the Steelers. The Steelers, Steelers yeah. if you look back to the 70s, I mean know, they got the Bumblebees 40 years ago, 50 years ago, same type of uniforms. Yes, the Bumblebees, but <laughs> you're iconic. You think of the Steelers, you know what you're looking at. Sure. And that's what Richardson wanted. And I think with Tepper, you've already kind of seen it a little bit. He's not that way. He's thinking of new uniforms, mm. even though we have really nice-looking uniforms. But I was going to say, I mean, I think we have some of the best uniforms in the league, yeah. easily. But he's he's doing the different combinations. And business sense, it, may, uh, yeah, it makes sure. more dollars to change uniforms. I mean, the, these teams that have throwback uniforms sell, I mean, they make a lot of money selling throwback jerseys. Or just changing the jerseys. Look at Cincinnati. They change every five years, even though they don't seem to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So would you be interested in seeing, I mean, obviously outside of the helmet, but uh, kind of a uniform refresh for the Panthers, whether it be a new font or uh, certainly not the colors. I think the colors, we love the colors. I wouldn't mind seeing maybe a tweak into a slightly different uniform. Maybe not a whole uniform redone, but maybe an alternate uniform. What if like they, they could do that uh, with an alternate helmet? You yeah. Know? What if they did like the na- the names and the numbers in Comic Sans? Would that be amazing? Oh, that would be sweet. <laughs> so sweet. I was so thinking, fun it'd be so fun right <laughs> i was thinking if if they do an alternate color they could do a whole blackout uniform where you know the the numbers and stuff like that instead of being white with the teal just mm-hmm. be like a teal and a couple teal stripes now make it really pop yeah that would be sweet um yeah i i would love i'd like to see them do something of course like i said i love the panthers uniforms i mean and there was a nfl.com uh, like bracket style thing a few years back where they did the best uniforms mm-hmm. in the NFL and the Panthers all black uniforms was the one the winner like it was the best uniform in the league according to the guy that did this it was Dave Damashek. Um but yeah I mean uh, I got no problem with the Panthers uniforms but I always like to see you know throw a little variety in there yeah give me something and that's why different I said alternate because I <laughs> yeah. I do like this current uniform and I still think it's a nice looking sharp uniform. I don't this love day. The, the all blue sh- pants and jersey. I don't love that look. Like the, that color rush look. I don't love that. Oh, That's I don't probably my that. least favorite combination. I like the blue jersey and the white pants. That's the new That's one. Classic. I think they're getting yeah. rid of the uh, like silver pants with that. that yeah, nice. right, right, right. Yep. I like that combination. And the, the all black is always awesome. Um, so uh, that's really not much other news. has come out um i did want to talk before we got into our position discussion um i put a tweet out i guess it was last week um just kind of asking just it was just sort of a thought that came into my head like how many elite players do the panthers have on the current roster and it kind of blew up uh there was a lot of discussion uh, a Mm -hmm. lot of votes and it seems like most people kind of think that we have three or four two or three or four seem to be the, the yeah. main well, winners yeah i mean uh, which wfnz uh, kind of stole your idea and yeah, yeah wfnz it. um they, they <laughs> kindly retweeted us and said that they were going to talk about that so that was really cool um you know 
to see. I don't know. I didn't listen to it, obviously. So I don't know if they mentioned us on the radio. That would be nice. But um, but yeah, I thought it would be a cool discussion to have, a good discussion mm-hmm. to have. Obviously, there's a lot of interest in that topic. Um, so I think we can obviously say that Christian McCaffrey obviously. is the elite player. You know, and when you're looking at and and I, let me ask you this: What do you, how do you define elite when it comes to an NFL player? I would say substantially better than average. I would put them to a point of has to be like a top five at their position. Okay, and they may not be; they have to be to that almost groundbreaking level. Um, that's pretty I high think bar. We, what? That's a that's a pretty high bar. Yeah, an elite. So we're just gonna talk about quarterbacks because sorry, Sam, you're not sure. in that this discussion. Of that, we can take that probably... off the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in my head, you, quarterbacks actually one of the higher positions of elites because you're gonna have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Those are sold, and then yeah. you're gonna go Mahomes. Well, Mahomes. Thank you. I can't yeah. believe Mahomes hit <laughs> my head there. Mahomes, Josh Allen. Uh, I, I see. Mean, I don't consider Josh Allen. Oh, elite. Josh Allen's a top five quarterback, easy. Yeah, but, Russell Wilson. But I don't know if I don't think he's elite. I think Russell Wilson's elite. Right? I mean, Josh Allen got some MVP votes last year. I think. Like, I, I would think he's easily elite. But I guess my problem is he's only done it for one year. If he does it this year, he'll probably go into that upper echelon. Okay, so okay. I think you and I have a little bit different mm-hmm. ways that we think about elite. Um, I was thinking top five at their position, but when you think of like all the receivers in the league, I mean, yeah. you've got like almost a hundred starting receivers in the league. You got Devonte Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. Tyreek I mean, Hill. Right. I mean, I would say there's probably ten to fifteen. I would I would say maybe top ten. You know, maybe like the top ten percent in the See, league. See, I don't or know something. if I would go like that because I. Because I feel like you might have more more than five quarterbacks that would be considered elite. So I you know I don't know if you can put it like a specific number on it, but to me it's like you know it when you see it type of deal. Like these yeah. guys are obviously you know borderline Hall of Famers if they continued at that yeah. level for a long period of time. Um, guys that'll go into like their team's ring of honor things like that. Like for a time, you would say D'Angelo Williams was an elite running back for maybe I don't a couple think I of years. Would ever... I don't know. Well, he did have a couple years where he was really good. So yeah. yeah. I mean, would you say Steve Smith was an elite wide receiver? Yes. Okay. So I mean, I, I don't know that anyone would. But have that may be my Panther fandom coming. That's out, what I'm saying. Right? Well, and we are Panthers fans, so <laughs> take that into account when you're listening to this this <laughs> conversation, um, because I think from the outside looking in, a lot of people would say one that that the yeah. Panthers have one elite player, and that's CMC. Yeah. And, and that's respectable. I understand that. Now, yeah, I, I, think that's I, I a personally, I say two. Yeah. I have two. And my second one is someone most people don't know his name because he's in a position that no one knows their oh, name. Taylor J. Moten. J. Jansen. <laughs> <laughs> Moten. No, Taylor Moten as a right tackle. Now, I, I feel like some people would argue if he's not a left tackle, he can't be to be elite. But he's an elite left ta- or right tackle. Mm. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I think 
And I and I don't think I'm sort of position agnostic when it comes to that. I mean, if we had an, an amazing kicker, if we had you know Adam yeah. Vinatieri in the early 2000s, that's that I would count that as an elite player. So I would certainly count right tackle as an important Tucker, position. Justin Tucker, yeah, kicker, of course, elite. You know that, that's he's a Hall of Famer probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say Moten. Um, uh, you know, he's done it for a couple of years now, where he's been at sort of the top end of that position. Um. I, we can look at wide receivers. DJ Moore, I think, is knocking on the door. I wouldn't call him elite yep. at this point. I think you hit the nail on the head with him. He's knocking on the door, and he's been doing this with bad quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, Sam can hopefully right that ship and have good quarterback play. I, I saw something that said he had the most yards per reception in the NFL last year, and that's yeah. with Teddy Bridgewater refusing to throw deep. Right. That's yeah, and that's the thing with with DJ is he just hasn't had even an average quarterback. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe Teddy was average, but he was on the low end of average. Um, but it, you know, Sam's at least got an arm. Like Sam's gonna be able to get it out there to him. So is it gonna be accurate every time? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when you're looking at offense, I would say those two that we talked about. When you look at defense. Are there any guys that are elite on the defense? Currently, in the elite echelon, I say no. But I think we have a couple players knocking on the door. Brian Burns. Brian Burns. I think as soon as he he starts getting to the quarterback a little bit more, he's getting there just a a split second Mm -hmm. too late where they're getting rid of the ball. He starts racking up those sacks. Yep. He's going to be there. And... I saw, I think, a CBS article, a CBS Sports article, saying that he was already in the top 10 pass rushers in the league. So, yeah. and with Reddick on the other side, I think that's going to be dangerous mm-hmm. for opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, I, w- um, I would agree. I think that Burns is sort of in the same position as DJ, where he's knocking on the door. He's, like, mm-hmm. right there. You know, I'd put him in at sort of the low end of the top 10, you know, high end of the top 15 type of yeah. uh position uh who's your Uh, other guy the other guy i think could be but it's really kind of a question mark is jeremy chin just because he's kind Mm. of switching a position right now so i don't know i think yeah i would say chin is chin was he was another guy that i was thinking about of course he was a rookie last year so you know rarely do you have rookies that jump into that elite category automatically and chin Mm -hmm. had some issues last year you know some issues tackling things like that um so, yeah, I would say Chin needs to shore up some of the fundamentals, but he's right there. Like he's got all the, he's got elite athleticism. There's a lot of guys on the Panthers that have elite talent mm-hmm. that just haven't had the opportunity yet to now, either have the ball thrown to him or to make those plays. Now I'm kind of scrolling through the uh, Twitter just see what some other people suggested. Mm-hmm. Most people mentioned the four that we had. Uh huh. And here's one that I didn't think of, but he's knocking on the door too. Derek Brown. The mm. second half of last season, he played really well. If he continue, continues that, he could be there, especially with his pass rushing ability that another guy who was just always just a split second short late, and if those cornerbacks can hold that, you know, make the quarterback hold the ball a second longer, Burns and Brown will be able to get there. And the other guy I'm seeing is Hassan Reddick. And I don't know if I would put him in there just 
he, Arizona let him walk. You don't yeah. let elite players walk. Yeah, I would not say Hassan Reddick because most of Hassan Reddick's production from last year came in one game. Like he had a, just a massive game where he racked up what five or six sacks, which was you know half of his total almost. Yeah. So here, it was a great game, ahead. but uh, I I don't think that that. If we're going on the thing that one year does not make you elite, then I would not put him in that category. Yeah. Uh, here's a great one for you, Mr. Hothead, Tahir Whitehead, Will <laughs> Greer, and Joey Sly. <laughs> Was that a Jerry Burner account that put that out there? <laughs> <laughs> no. I just, I'm like going through this, and that one just made me laugh. <laughs> this, this guy does not understand what elite means, I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... So, yeah, I think we settled on two. Two yeah, elite I, players. I, th- I think two is the correct number. Yeah. Um, so, maybe some of you guys out there, if you got any any additional thoughts. Like I said, there was a, a lot of conversation about it on Twitter. Um, but, put it in, you know, send us an email, shoot, shoot us a, a DM, whatever. Tell us what you think. Um, maybe there's somebody that we're obviously missing. I don't think so. But if you got mm-hmm. an argument for it, we'd be happy to discuss it. Um, all right. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about before we jump into our positional discussion? No, I think we're going to take a quick break and then jump into it. All right. All right, guys. I want to talk about oral hygiene. Brush is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles, the Brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist a fresh whole mouth clean, but you get it every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. We are back. So we are going to talk about the NFC positional group stack up on defense. We're going to go ahead and kick it off with defensive line. NFC so, South, by the way. Just NFC South. Oh, not the whole, not the whole NFC. <laughs> yeah, my We are not to, prepared to do the whole NFC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be here until like 1 in the morning. <laughs> so we're kind of going off ESPN's dev chart. So Atlanta, they're going to have Jacob, Tootie, Mariner, uh, Grady Jarrett, Tyler Davison, and Dante Fowler showing up as their starters. Um yeah, Grady Jarrett's a great player. Mm-hmm. Just in general, he's he's a great defensive tackle. But the rest of the line, eh, do you, I mean, I don't really fear them. Do you? No, and you know, um, Atlanta's never had like a defense that you fear, at least not in recent memory. Um, no, even though they had, of course, a defensive head coach who came in and. and Thought he was going to revamp that entire thing. But, yeah, um, and by the way, we're just kind of looking at defensive line as a whole um, here. Uh, and maybe just to, sh- to kind of give everybody what we're looking at. Defensive line, linebackers, corners, and safeties. That's sort of how we're going to break it down. Just for uh, the sake of ease. But, yeah, I would say, you know, I would definitely put the Panthers ahead of Atlanta oh, yeah. in terms of defensive line. Um, then you got Dante Fowler as an edge rusher there. But no, I, mean, I mean, honestly, 
I'm not scared of these guys. You know, Dante yeah. Fowler had a terrible year last year, so. And Barcavius Mingo, uh, I think he was a first round pickout a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I. Yeah, he was average last year. You know, so now, these guys all have good skills. Like you said, Grady Jarrett, I would put him, you know, in the upper echelon of defensive uh, tackles. But other than that, uh, I've got Michael Walker here on on the. Uh, PFF, but he's not listed. No, he's a weak side linebacker. I'm showing. Okay, on okay. ESPN. They've got him listed as edge on on PFF. So, okay, we'll talk about him when it comes to linebackers. Then, yeah. I mean, do they run a three four? Uh, no, I guess they run a four three. I was gonna I say know. I'm showing a four three. Yeah. So, let's move on to New Orleans. And New no. Orleans, they have Cameron Jordan, the beast, the scary mm-hmm. guy that's always beating up our. Yep. Revolving door of left tackles. <laughs> uh, Malcolm Roach, David Onamata, and Marcus Davenport. I remember Marcus Davenport coming out and everybody being hyped. He has not lived up to that. Well, he had a good year last year, though. I mean, he you know he was ranked in the top twenty yeah. edge rushers. So I mean, not not terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a. They've got a pretty decent line. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Onomatopoeia over there is pretty good. Uh, you know, <laughs> Onomatopoeia, him and Jordan are both ranked in the top 10 of their positions via PFF. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty good defensive line. Yeah, I was going to say that's a position that I'm not f- too familiar with. But, yeah, Onomatopoeia is <laughs> very good. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not slight on him. I can probably try his name again, Anamata, I guess. Anim- Animata, Anamata. Yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, we'll call him Anamata Pia. You know, and if you're a Saints fan, you know, screw you. Why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, they have a really good line, actually. I guess Mar- Davenport actually had a good his best year last year, and I'm so yeah. used to him being a struggling. So yeah, yeah. That, so They're yeah, a I would say better uh, than I was expecting. Right, as of right now, New Orleans uh, a, a, a top of the heap of ones we've talked yeah. about so far. So, but uh, not going to last because no. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. First of all, they run a 3-4. So mm-hmm. they're going to be slightly different than the rest of the teams here. They have Namde Su. And Damakon Su. <laughs> Donkey Kong Su. <laughs> and Vita Bay. For Those two right Vita there Bay. are just really really good and i don't know their other starter here Let me, i'm trying to find it it's a golston uh, Will, william golston yeah so and william ghost golston is all right but those two for only having three players are still great i i put them up there just because the way this team operates mm-hmm. they're not meant to get to the quarterback there's to eat up blockers and that's right. what they do they do it well and some of you are going to be saying what about you know Shaq Barrett what about Jason Pierre-Paul well you know they've got them listed in a different position here they're in linebackers and yeah. we probably should have done like edge rushers but oh well <laughs> yeah I mean yeah again if we're looking at you know strictly offensive line or defensive line I mean even still I would put Tampa's yeah. up there um, I, yeah, Tampa I mean, thinks... maybe with, uh, honestly, with Tampa, we should just look at the whole deal because, I mean, those are pass rushers. Those are de facto 
yeah. linemen. I, I'm honestly. fine with that. I'm fine with putting Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre Paul. Yeah. I mean, those guys and, are tr- traditional pass rushers. Uh, Shaq Barrett. I yeah. mean, talk about a resurgent career after leaving Denver. Yeah. I mean, he uh, absolute stud, stud. And I hate, honestly, I don't like playing Tampa Bay. They've got, we already talked about their offense. Their defense is just as good. I mean, their defense I think is their defense solid is better. Everywhere. I think their defense is better. <laughs> yeah. Their defense carried home them while Tom Brady was figuring it out yeah. on offense last year. Yeah. They've got top 10 players all over the, the field mm-hmm. on defense. And honestly, they just got better, I think. They, they brought in some depth, but I think they re- they're returning all their starters, I believe. So Yeah, they're returning yeah. all their starters. Yeah. I mean... They got so, I mean, some linebacker help in the draft. So. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, go ahead and go ahead and put Tampa Bay at the top of the heap here for yeah. pretty much everything. But let's talk about where the Panthers fit in. Well, Panthers are going to be an interesting breed themselves. They're going to have Hassan Reddick on one side and Brian Bird's on the other. Mm-hmm. Then Derek Brown as defensive tackle and Daquan Jones. I don't know why they have Bravion Roy as starting defense tackle. We know Daquan <laughs> is starting there. I and hope so. Derek Brown is going to benefit from having him there because uh-huh. he was the most double team defensive tackle, I think, I read in the league last year. And that's because really no one was around. Zach Kerr played well, but when you're ga- scheming up against Derek Brown and Zach Kerr, you're going to double team Derek Brown. I would imagine so, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then honestly, we can look at Gross Matos, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a starter pretty much all of last year. Brought in Morgan Fox, um, Marquise Haynes is back, Christian Miller is back. So, honestly, like I feel as good or better about this line than I have in a long time. Yeah, me too. Now, ranking wise, I definitely put them above Atlanta. Yeah, I put them above New Orleans. That Tampa though, that Tampa is so. <clears throat> Tampa's easily. I think Tampa's easily number one. I would see. I don't think it's that easy. I think we have a lot of talent, but it's unproven talent at this that's, point. And that's and that's and that would be my question with putting them ahead of New Orleans as well, because I think New Orleans has proven talent on their line. We've got talent on our line. I think we're more talented, but are we better as a line? I don't know. To be I'm seen. Gonna, to be seen. I'm, I'm going to put them at number two and New Orleans okay. number three. Because yeah, I think I mean, they will be a better lot. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll be, I'm will be. i fine with that. Let's do that. Um, let's move on to linebackers. linebackers. And uh, we'll start with Nolans. Uh, we've, and again, we're going with the ESPN depth chart here, so don't kill us if we're speaking <laughs> out of turn here. Pete Werner, Demario Davis... Uh, that's weak side, middle linebacker, and then strong side is Chase Hansen. Uh, honestly, I have not heard of many of these guys. Uh, Demario Davis, obviously, is very good. Um, uh, Pete go Warner's ahead. a rookie, uh, second-round okay. draft pick. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, Demario Davis is a very good linebacker. Um, better than any linebacker the Panthers have right now. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're unless you're – counting Jeremy Chen as a linebacker, but again, he was a rookie last year. So, uh, but that's a, you know, again, they got a rookie. If they've got a rookie listed as a starter at 
you know, linebacker, then I'm going to say it, that they're not too thrilled with their linebacker core overall. Yeah, you got to think too. He's not a top ten draft pick. He's he's a second round pick in the yeah. back of the draft. Yeah. In the back of, back of the second round. So. Yeah. So. I agree. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to Atlanta. Uh, again, Michael Walker. We talked about or Mikhail Walker. We mm-hmm. we talked about a little bit. Um, Dion Jones. Really good. Yep. And. Oh man. Say it. I should, say I should it. let you. Foyasade <laughs> Olukun. And he's pretty uh, decent. Yeah. So PFF has him thirty fifth out of eighty three linebackers. So. Yeah. And of course, Deion Jones very good. Um, yeah. Uh, and Michael Walker, we talked about. They've got him. I mean, PFF has him listed eighth of eighth of eighty three when you're looking at edge rushers. So. Um, and wow. has him as elite in coverage. So, I mean, that's pretty good. So, that's a pretty good core right there. So, I have Atlanta over New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta over New Orleans. Um, but, you know, let's look at Tampa. I mean, uh, again, we sort of already looked at Tampa. Um, if you're just looking at who... But, yeah, I know. I know. It's hard just, to say. No, no, no. Even if we're taking... Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barry out of their linebacking court. They have yeah. Devin White and Levante David. Yeah. Levante David is probably an elite middle linebacker. And White was a was he a rookie last year or the or the second year player. But he is still good. Jeez. Yeah. Um Yeah, when you're looking at like pass rush, Devin White is, is sort of yeah. in that. I don't know if he's elite, but he's like right there and the levante david i would say he's at just elite regardless of what you're looking at but yeah i mean again tampa bay is this just a uh embarrassment of riches when it yeah. comes to their entire defense but yeah again i would put them sort of at the top there and then looking at the panthers uh improved over last year but yeah. you know shaq thompson denzel perryman who we brought in and then Jermaine Carter, then you could look at Jeremy Chin sort of as a hybrid player yeah. there. Um, but I I don't know where I would put the Panthers. It just off the top of my head, I would not be comfortable putting them second. No, I don't either. Not with Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta <clears throat> yeah. has a really nice linebacking core. I mean, I would I would say if Denzel Perryman is healthy, then he is knocking on the door of elite like he's that good yeah um but and, the he, problem and is... he makes he makes Shaq better you know having well, yeah. a, an elite middle linebacker there as we saw with keekley like Shaq was pretty good keekley's last year so and and jermaine carter i mean yeah this he defense really got better yeah when he got in there and started last year and it continued to get and this is the first year <laughs> he's gonna step in as a starter yeah. so and to be fair he did take over for to hear whitehead who was just like a massive negative as well, a linebacker. Mr. So the Panthers, uh, Panthers linebacker are improved, right? Yes. Uh, improved over last year. But when you're stacking them up in the NFC South, are they better than New Orleans? I am going to say yes because of Denzel Perryman. I think he can be a really good linebacker. So you were going but, on potential here. Yes. We're looking at potential. So, But, I mean... I mean, yeah. Mario Davis had a really good season. I know. I think it's maybe a tie for for last place between the Panthers and New Orleans. I'll like, go with that because I don't – that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. And, again, it's just like we love 
Perryman, but he's he's injured all the time. Like he yeah. just he hasn't had a season where he's been healthy. And he hasn't so, played in this defense either. So there yeah, is a question I, there. Right. Fit, all that stuff. So uh yeah, C B D for the Panthers. We like the potential for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on down the list, Jerry. Uh we are moving on to corners. Dun da da dun. Corners. Uh, yeah. I I took me a minute to find what page I was on for our <laughs> list. Uh cornerbacks. So starting with Atlanta, they have AJ Terrell, last year's first round pick, and Kendall Sheffield starting. Uh then they have Fabian Moreau and Isaiah Oliver. Yeah. So not a not a great core uh, of corners there. No, AJ Terrell was a uh, decent but not really great last year. Yeah, uh, I think he Isaiah, is the definition of average. Yeah, and Isaiah Oliver wasn't much better, and Kendall Sheffield does actually one eighteenth out of one twenty one in PFF rate. He was yeah. better against the run one yeah. than he was in coverage. So. <clears throat> Yeah, Ter- uh, I remember Terrell was not very good against the Panthers. Um, and, of course, being, I think he was the 16th pick mm-hmm. for them last year. So just being the a number one draft pick, he did not live up to, to that no. draft status. But, again, they have a new coaching staff. You never know. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. Uh, but right now they're last. So yep. <laughs> we'll move well, on hey, to Wait, wait, wait. We haven't oh, even go gone over on our team. But, yes, last. Oh, I'm saying, of the people we've talked about so far, they're last. <laughs> All right. Moving on, I'm going to go with next to New Orleans. Yes. We have Chase Hansen, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, Hulse, or Marshawn Lattimore. Why did I? I said a linebacker's name. Oh, That's okay. Up. That's okay. Marshawn Lattimore, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, <clears throat> Paulson Adebio, and Patrick Robinson. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and for corners, like we know, there's only two starting corners, but we're just kind of going second on the. You got to have a third corner. Everybody runs that slot out all the time now. There's yeah. not even. And it depends. It depends on how, what you play the, you know, your linebackers or whatever. But most of the time, there's going to be a slot or nickel or whatever. Um, so yeah. Um, Marshall again, Lattimore pretty... did not play well. No, Marshawn Lattimore had a very down year. I mean, he's a very good player overall. So I, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe just a down year last year, but honestly, if I'm looking at as a whole, like pretty average again. Yeah. Um, well, I would I put mean, them ahead of Atlanta just because I think Lattimore's ceiling is much higher. Yeah. Than what he showed last uh, year. Chauncey Gardner Johnson's a solid player yeah. for a fourth round pick, but again, he's a fourth round pick starting, and he's not great, but he's not. He's not what some of the Panthers have trotted out there at cornerback, Benet, <laughs> Wickery, or someone like that. So, True. Yeah. So above Atlanta, definitely, in my opinion. I would put him above Atlanta, but you know, at, and they don't blow him away, no. um, which is not not good news for them. Uh, so let's move on to Tampa Bay. We have Sean Murphy, Bunting, Carlton Davis, backing them up. Panther, former Panther Ross Cockrell, and Jamel Dean. Mm-hmm. So, with Tampa, again, embarrassment of riches, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting had a solid year. Uh, Carlton mm-hmm. Davis was actually their best-rated – or, sorry, Jamel Dean was their best-rated corner last year. Yeah. And Carlton Davis also had a really good solid year. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, we haven't talked safeties yet, but so far from what we've seen from Tampa, this would maybe be the weak spot on their defense. And it's weak still, spot with still being the best still, in the yeah, NFC South It's still right probably now. the best in the <laughs> NFC South. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, again, what can you say? I mean, everybody wants to play with Tom Brady, um, even if it's on the defense. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the Panthers. Um, you yeah. know, we've got – go ahead. Oh, I was going to say we have Dante Jackson coming off a solid year when he mm-hmm. didn't have the toe injury, yeah. and it's a contract year. We have J.C. Horn on the other side, so he's going to be starting right away. Eighth pick, he better come out and show out. He's going to make mistakes. And then they have Rashawn Melvin and A.J. Bowie. So Improved, again. Very much improved. Rashawn Melvin didn't play last year, so it'll be interesting how he he looks. But, yeah, I mean, A.J. Bouye is uh, a very solid corner, and I could maybe even see him starting. Uh, the mm-hmm. you know what? Here's the problem with A.J. Bouye starting the beginning of the year is he's suspended for the first yeah, couple of games he's of not. the year. So, um, I mean, I was yeah. even wondering if he could fight Dante for that starting spot yeah. on the other side. I think Horn's going to start. I uh, I, th- I don't I don't think I know Horn and Jackson got the starting job unless. One of them really, really looks horrible in training camp. Yeah, I mean AJ Bowie is a good. He's a good corner. Like he's very solid. Um, he didn't. He had a, kind of a down year last year, but overall, yeah. he's been a very solid starting corner in the league for a long time. So yeah. and I'm glad already, to have him on the team as a as a veteran presence. And they've already told him that he's going to be their slot. Yeah. So. I don't yeah. see them going away from that unless one of the outside guys really struggles after the season starts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dante is, you know, again, like we said, he had a good year last year and he was hampered by that toe injury for a, a good portion of the season. So um, a very uh, optimistic, I guess, about where he can go this year. I think he's in a contract year this year. so mm-hmm. He is. He should play pretty hard. And then Horn is, by all accounts, he's got all the tools. It's just he's a rookie, and rookies tend to struggle a little bit, especially right out the gate. So where would you put the Panthers in this group? Well, I hate saying it. Tampa's won. Of course. And this is, in my opinion, I think Atlanta's last again. I mm-hmm. I think they're going to really struggle unless that new <clears throat> coaching staff down there, like, coaches up a lot of players and with new orleans marshawn Lattimore had a struggle and then chauncey yeah. gardner johnson's okay it's just a bunch of mediocrity really in, yeah. in the nfc south but the Panthers, i feel like I mean, we have more promise more promise makes... but we got a, a rookie probably that's going to be starting um mm-hmm. we don't have a ton of depth even bringing in bouye there's not a lot of depth at the position you know, if if one of the starters goes down, you're in real trouble if you're the Panthers. So I would I would probably put the Panthers third. Uh, I put them ahead of Atlanta because they're also they've also got a young defense uh, or young corners at least. So I would put them third, and with the potential of moving up, so I yeah. would I'm going to tie them at number two because I think. Our players, our players at corner, 
are better players than New Orleans, but they haven't been proven yet. But you don't you don't know that. You don't know what Horn is going to be in the NFL. Like no, we have these, huge these are my promise. rankings. These are my I rankings. I understand. But you're saying that they have better players, but you haven't even seen one of their starters play. You're right. In the in the NFL. I guess I'm banking on the fact that this <laughs> that the Scott Fitter and Rule knew what they were looking at and wanted him because from all accounts that's exactly who they wanted. Yeah, I mean we're we're obviously extremely optimistic. Um, okay, I, I you know I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna put them third um, just because of they're completely unproven. Yeah. You know, and even, I don't think New Orleans has a really Jackson. good. I mean, I think they were, or New Orleans was <clears throat> middle of the pack last year. So I don't. Yeah, think... which was better, way better than the Panthers were last year. So. Well, last year, yeah, Dante yeah. Jackson fought that toe injury, and besides that, they had nobody. Yeah, and you know what? Dante Jackson, he had a good season last year. That's the first time he's had a good season. He has not been good. He has not lived up to his promise up until last season. So I'm not going to you know, automatically anoint him a no-brainer starter um, because I don't think he has been a no-brainer starter until last year. So, All right, let's move on to the last position here, safety. Well, starting with Atlanta, they have rookie Ricky Grant at strong safety, Duran Harmon, and then they have Jalen Hawkins and Eric Harris. I will say I know a little bit about Ricky Grant, and he is going to be a good safety in the league, or at least what, my thought. Where was he drafted? He was a second-round pick. Okay. So probably one of the higher-drafted safeties. Yeah. Because um, it seemed like safety was not highly drafted. I mean, if you look at PFF again, Eric Harris and Dewan Harmon were both ranked, you know, middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Harris a little on the lower end. So again, I don't know uh, a- average or probably a little below average for Atlanta. Yeah. At the safety position. Yeah. Uh, yep. Let's move over to New Orleans where they're looking a little better. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams. Uh, P.J. Williams and J.T. Gray are backing them up. That's a good safety core. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you're I mean, looking. Um, Marcus Williams was. Marcus Williams was elite last year. He was yeah, great. He was uh, ranked seventh in PFF out of ninety-four. Yeah. So and Malcolm absolute... Jenkins is a very good player. Was a yep. little bit of a down year last year, but he's he's been good for a while. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, I'm going to put New Orleans at top right now over Atlanta. Yep, agreed. Uh, now we're going to go to who's almost always on top, <laughs> Ant- Antoine Winfield Jr. and Jordan Whitehead. Not a Tahir Whitehead. <laughs> Backed up the, by the Mike Edwards and Raven, Raven Green. Yeah, and if you look at PFF, Mike Edwards ranked ninth out of 94 in safeties last year. And Jordan White um, had ranked 26 out of 94. And Winfield 35th. So, I mean, I would say they're, again, at the top of the heap. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, we just need Tom Brady to hit that yeah. wall, that age wall, <laughs> to, like, bring them down. It's going to happen at some point. You know, it's going to happen. It has to. There's no way I'm going to see a 52-year-old Tom Brady out there still throwing lasers or, you know, picking defenses apart. Well, he said he did say. I guess he was asked uh, recently if he was still going to play to fifty, and he's like, "Even for me, 
50 seems like way too far. <laughs> He's like, I don't think I want to play at 50. So I don't, but I mean, who knows? I mean, Jesus. Uh, all right, let's look at uh, uh, let's look at the Panthers. Carolina, uh, we're going to have Jeremy Chin starting at strong safety. Justin Burris. Um, then they have Kitty Robinson and Sean Chandler break uh, backing them up. But I would assume Sam Franklin earned one of those backup jobs and ESPN doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, it may be. I mean, honestly, Sam Franklin played. He played a, a few games towards the end of the season, and he played well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he played well uh, as. I, I think he has the kind of looking at the. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Uh, Kenny Robinson was cut in the middle of the year, so. <laughs> yeah. I would put him above him. That's that's all yeah. I got to say. Uh, Justin Burris did not have a very good season. Um, you know, Jeremy Chin, again, played a lot of linebacker, played a lot of kind of hybrid roles. So just looking at his, like, PFF rank, it's, it's 65th, but we, we know he was much better than that. So um, now, I'll be interested on in how he develops because yeah. and I'd be he interested was in how good much at he's linebacker. Gonna... Exactly. He was really good at linebacker, and I'm just interested to see how they use him this year. Mm-hmm. I and do, too. Are, are they too worried about – his long-term durability versus where he can be most impactful. That that's what I worry about with him. Yeah. Just what they cuz what they've said publicly is they want to preserve him. Well, sh- you know, that's fine, but if he's really good at yeah. that spot that he may take a little more of a beating and he's more of an average or, you know, maybe he's even really good at safety, but would you ever rather have a Really good safety or really good linebacker? Oh, definitely linebacker. I mean, I guess here yeah. in Carolina, we've seen what elite linebackers can do. I right. mean, we had Luke Keekley, We've had Dan Morgan. Right. You know, we, we've we had those elite linebackers before that can change a game. Absolutely. I mean, the field generals, you yeah. know, they're, they, they're setting the tone. Yeah. So, honestly, I would put the Panthers third, Tampa one, New Orleans second, and Atlanta – Poor Elena. I would honestly, I would honestly put the Panthers last. I could see that too. Uh, and that's nothing against Chin. I think Chin's awesome. I just don't think Chin's gonna play flourish. Maybe the majority of his snaps come at safety. Maybe not. Like I just don't know what he looks like. Um, but when you're just looking at like pure safeties, I'm putting the Panthers last. Like this is a I position that. that we talked about. They needed to upgrade in the off season. They didn't. Okay, I, I'm they're, okay they're, with putting them last. It seems like their I, I solution. That. Yeah, I mean, it seems like their solution is to move Chin to safety, and that's what they, how they want to upgrade it. Yeah, I'm and I don't think that's the way to go. <laughs> I was shocked they didn't address it because Burris looked bad back there. Just yeah. let's be honest, he yeah. looked bad back there, and they're gonna trot him back out there as a starter. I did, I didn't understand that signing when it happened, and I still don't understand why they believe in Burris the way they do. I mean, they let. Trey Boston go, who wasn't great last year. No. Um, but I don't think they replaced him with anyone of equal talent. No, I don't either. Uh, or or production. So, I don't know, man. I, I was really hoping that they would draft one, like, in the third or fourth round. You know, they had a bunch of picks that they mm-hmm. could have, you know. Uh, there were some quality safeties available, and they went different directions. So, I hope that it doesn't bite us 
But uh, yeah, I'm I'm putting the Panthers uh, last in safety. So if we're looking overall, Jerry, I think obviously we know who number one is in the league. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay, number one overall defense in the league. Uh, and then I think you just sort of have a, a hodgepodge. <laughs> like, I do too. You know, I think any any of the other three could emerge as the second best. I don't. I don't think Atlanta can. I think Atlanta. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah. Down, but I think New Orleans can. New Orleans has a lot of talent, and I think they can. And Carolina has a lot of young talent that could blossom, but it could yeah. also go the complete opposite way. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so it sounds like we're thinking Tampa one, New Orleans two, Carolina three, Atlanta four. Uh, but Carolina with the uh, so many young players yeah. could easily jump New Orleans if everything, you know, Correct. if if these guys play to their abilities. Yeah, that's the way I see it. I mean, yeah. I don't see them falling below Atlanta, but I could see them also getting to where Atlanta is at. If that makes yeah. sense, if they. If everything goes bad, I knocked Phil Stowe last year over and over again at the beginning of the season for that umbrella defense, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're going to be playing that with the corners now in spots and the linebacker yeah, and the pass rush with it. it yeah, it is. I agree. I, I think Phil Snow was limited by his personnel last mm-hmm. year. I think he was trying to just put a band on it. Yeah, limit the damage that the offenses could do. By playing that zone, you know, playing way back yeah. in zone. But the good thing is, the team, the defense, the young players did improve all of last year. And towards the end of the yep. second half of the season, when Teddy Bridgewater had completely given up on throwing <laughs> deep, that defense kept us in it when yeah. the offense was- wasn't clicking. There was yeah, there were some great defensive games at the end of last year and and that's something that we said at the beginning of last year like we know the defense is going to be bad. We just want to see them improving over the the course of the year and they did. Yeah. Now, since we've already done all the defense, I wanted to do one special thing. Let's okay. talk about coaching. Oh, okay. So, I know we have Matt Rule here. We know Bruce Arians. Mhm. Then we have Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. And then we have the new guy in Atlanta. Dennis, Dennis Smith. Uh, Arthur Smith from Arthur Smith. Tennessee. There we go. My brain just completely forgot about the guy for a second. <laughs> but I'll be interested in how he does. Yeah. But if you're going blind right now, how would you rank the coaches? Well, you got to obviously put Arians number one. Mm-hmm. And then I think Peyton's number two right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's two Hall of Fame coaches in this division. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you then, could almost put Sean Payton one because yeah. he's been doing it for so long while Bruce Arians hasn't. But at the same time, you look at the team and what Bruce Arians has done with Tampa Bay, even with By- or, uh, Jameis Crableg's mm-hmm. Winston, I mean, <laughs> at quarterback. I mean, I've, liked, I've honestly liked Bruce Arians – you know, when he was in what was it, Arizona, mm-hmm. he was in with uh, the Steelers, the Colts, I think. Like, I've, I've liked him, uh, what he's done pretty much everywhere he's been. I think he's a really good coach. But, yeah, I, I could easily see Sean Payton being number one there as well. I think just recency bias, you would put Arians there. Yeah. Um, and then I think you go Matt Rule and Arthur Smith. Just, yeah, I think just... Matt Rule third, um, just based on, again, like – 
super young coach. This was first year, mm-hmm. and he had a, a team. I think he coached the team well, but given the given what he came into with you know a bad salary cap with COVID, you know not being able to have any offseason program, having a brand new quarterback, having a, a, t- a defense full of rookies. I think he did a really good job last year. I did too. And I was listening to something Troy Aikman actually said on the Ringer podcast, and they were talking about him becoming a GM. Uh And they asked him, what would you look for in a head coach? He goes, I would look for a head coach that is a head coach, offensive-minded, but a head coach. He's like, I want a guy who speaks, and they know he's the head coach. I want a Uh guy where the players know if they mess up, they have to respond to that head coach. They know that their job relies with the head coach, not the mm-hmm. GM, not the owner, the head coach. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, that's exactly Matt Rule right there. Yeah, yeah. He runs this team and everybody knows it. That, I mean, Matt Rule is very well respected around the league from GMs to media people. I mean, everybody seems to be very high on Matt Rule. And there's a reason, like he's... I think, I think he's going to end up being, you know, a, the Panthers head coach for a really long time. And I, we're going to win a lot of games with him. Yeah. As long as we can figure out that quarterback position. Yeah. That being said, he's in the division with Sean Payton and Bruce Arians, you know, who are two top of the line coaches. I mean, well, Super Bowl winning coaches. I, I know, but we can also argue this point. Bruce Arians won't be around much longer. He's already retired once. Sean Payton. <laughs> Can he may do not be it with the Saints. Drew Brees? Yeah. I, I mean, mean it seems like every year they're like, where's Sean Payton going to be this year? You know? Yeah. seems like he's like got to, you know, at least the media has one foot out the door for him. I mean, seems like he's always rumored to be the next Cowboys head coach. So we'll see where, you know, we'll see where he ends up. But uh, as of right now, tough. It's, it's a really good coaching division. Like, I think there's three legitimate yeah. Top tier head coaches. You know, even though we've got Matt Rule third, I would put him, you know, at least in the upper half of NFL head coaches already. Yeah. And Arthur Smith is very well respected and it'll be yeah. very yep. interesting how he runs it. He can't play that uh play action that he did in Tennessee because right. he doesn't Matt have Ryan's the running backs that fear yeah. or put fear in like Derrick Henry can. True. True. And he's not, you know, Matt Ryan is not Ryan Tannehill when it comes to athleticism either. Mm-mm. So, you know, you're not going to be able to use that running option that, for the quarterback that he had there. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, the thing that we can hope with with Atlanta is that their players are just getting too old. Yeah. And that they're going to start kind of aging out. I yeah, mean, that I, is not a team that's built for the future. Yeah. I mean, look at how we ranked them on defense. Yeah. It was almost last all the categories. And, it and looked offense how we, wasn't much better for them. I was going to say, I think in offense, they were last in almost yeah. every category, Matt, except for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, think, yeah, and then they've you know, got a great tight end that they just drafted. But other than that, like, there's nobody on that team that scares me. Like, Ridley's yeah. a good good receiver. Yeah, but, really good receiver. And our, I mean, Ridley and DJ Moore are very similar in my opinion. Yeah, right. So. Yep. <sighs> Any last words? I think that's going to do it, Jerry. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at 
mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review on with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. And we'll be back. I don't know if it'll be next week or early the week after. We'll, we'll kind of talk about it, see what kind of news happens. Um, but we'll be back soon. And until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. <laughs>